Well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of uh, This Week in Music Videos, the music video land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com. Uh, this is a music video where we talk about, uh, sorry, this is a podcast where we talk about music videos, um, new releases, news, etc., our personal hopes and fears. My name is Adam of IMVDB, and with us, as usual, from his pretty swanky, I would say Taylor Swift-esque apartment in Manhattan, New York, uh, New York City, is Mr. Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. I'm so faded, no exaggeration. No, a, I was not accusing you of exaggerating. No, I would never exaggerate. I'm, I'm always, uh, whenever I talk about how faded I am, um, I always keep myself grounded and, and just totally honest about it. It's faded means like drunk, kind of, right? It means just fucked up in general, right? Okay, you see, but does, it could be alcohol, could be uh, could be a drug. poppers. Could be poppers. Okay, is that a drug? I just want to that is sure. a drug. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. a drug. I watched a video on Vimeo <laughs> recently about how to use poppers. Oh, cool! It Sp- involved dancing. Speaking of poppers, Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo, and I don't want to. I don't want to insinuate anything. Um, speaking of <laughs> Vimeo, um, joining us again on the podcast. Welcome back to Andrea Allen, uh, director of production at Vimeo. How are you, Andrea? I'm doing great. Um, I will exaggerate how faded I am. So faded. Wow, I can tell you're super faded. Yeah. On poppers. <laughs> no. <laughs> please, please send us Just the, the thing of how to use poppers. So I want to sound cool when I go to <laughs> yeah. when I go to my the parties that I go to, where it's a bunch of people in their early 30s with children, mm-hmm. and I talk about drugs, and then <laughs> I'm asked to leave. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me back. Um, and Andrea, we are like almost, so just to give everybody an update, you, I have put in a friend request or, or I guess a connection <laughs> request for you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, you have not accepted, but I, but you, you see, you're not like averse to being my, my connection on LinkedIn. No. Um, if anybody out there in music video and friends me or connects with me on LinkedIn and you don't get one back, it's not because I don't want to be, it's because I'm really bad at LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll, I'll get on there. I'll check it out. I'll add you, and you know, I'll endorse how faded you are. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because um, I want to. I got to get to those five hundred connects. I'm striving. Right. Five hundred plus. Five. Yeah. Oh man, I love. I love that LinkedIn does that. It's so attainable yet so far away. Um, <laughs> and then speaking of attainable yet so far away, um, someone whose heart was broken this this week when his beloved RDO was. Uh, smacked to the ground by reality. Uh, Mr. Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix. Adam, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm not bad, Adam. I'm grieving, though, so I'm all fucked up on jalapeno poppers right now. That's how I deal. (laughs) Jalapeno poppers? Jalapeno poppers. Whoa. You didn't even... You didn't even put them in for the full time. Wait, wait. But you you, you just (laughs) microwaved them. You didn't do them in the oven, did you? No, they're microwaved. Yeah. Just microwave. Are you dipping them in anything or? Yeah, uh, just no, no dip. I, I was going to go for the ketchup because I, I didn't have any of the good stuff, but I went, um, they're bareback. Jalapeno poppers <laughs> and ketchup. And that's, that's, all, the, that's, and that's all I had. That was that's all I had. That's the good stuff. Can we do a podcast on just that? <laughs> There's just... something so repulsive about the phrase bareback jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> um. That I'm gonna write it down, <laughs> and that's a potential podcast title. Definitely, uh, yeah. Adderly. 
Um, so we're talking, we have a, a pretty, um, you know, last week is stacked. Yeah, it's stacked. So last week, uh, it was kind of a weird week for music videos. We had a lot of like conceptual stuff, nothing like super fun, like fun in terms of like, haha, funny. This week has some really entertaining stuff. Um, yeah. We have a really fun, um, not a lot of, uh, like big releases. We have one big one in particular. Um, but, uh, we have a really fun and exciting music video list for you. Um, before we get to that though, uh, we wanted to mention that on the site, we have some super exciting new commentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Doug, we have like 160 audio commentaries on the site so far. That's it. Um, and these are our commentaries where we like play you know, audio of a director, whoever, somebody else involved in the video at the same time as, as, as the YouTube video. Similar to director commentaries that you might've seen on your swingers, um, DVD, or maybe a couple years later on your made DVD made, which is the follow up to swingers directed Mm -hmm. by John Favreau, starring Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. Uh, and, and famous for being the only two DVDs to have a director commentary. <laughs> those are the only ones. Um, <laughs> Just those two. So these are kind of bite-sized ones, but these are these are longer ones. These are we have two Bjork videos directed by Andrew. Ever Tom heard Swing. of her? Yeah. Ever heard of him? Um, and this is uh, <laughs> Stone Milker and Black Lake. That's right. Um, and these are both. Uh, uh, notable for being part of a Museum of Modern Art installation. Um, Correct. Doug, you and I went to the Museum of Modern Art in New York City uh, to go see uh, um, one of the videos. That Alex went- Alex Lee was with us. Don't exclude him. I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah. Um, the Black Lake one was the one. That right. We, saw. we couldn't get into. We couldn't get into the part where Stone Milker was. We weren't cool enough. Right. You had um, my dad's leather jacket on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Actually, well, uh, thank you, uh, Dan Klinger, for your leather jacket. I looked super cool. It was I a mean, you did look Doug, great. I think that's your leather no, jacket No, I mean, now. it is your now. Doug, your, Doug, your dad gave it to you. He did. He bestowed it upon me. But It's, it's, it's like hanging up in Doug's super swank apartment. Um, it's sort of like presented. It's above the mantle. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a weird a place fun. for a jacket. You love it's this framed, It's framed now. It's not... Wow. It's no longer for wearing. Um, yeah, I think of all the three of us, I just by virtue of the leather jacket, I looked the coolest. Right. Um, <laughs> Easily you. Especially at the MoMA. Also, my crippling fear of heights really made me also look super cool. Oh, so got man. To the, got to the <laughs> right. taller. I <laughs> thought that was your leather jacket. I've seen a photo of you guys at the museum and Doug's like sitting in a chair pretending to read something, maybe. I'm actually reading. Oh, you are? Okay. But then I saw Adam and and I thought that was just your regular leather jacket. <laughs> You're like, what is he going to fill that thing out? What is he going to grow well, into that Well, I did think. Boy? I was like, you're so big. You're like, that's a terrible purchase. Somebody should have told him. <laughs> what is he I was just like, wow, it's such a big. I didn't ever say anything. It was just in my head. And now. That I'm hearing the no, story, it makes, makes a lot more sense. So Adam came underprepared. It was colder than he realized it would be. And <laughs> and he asked if I maybe had something that could help him out. And the thing that would fit his body the closest is the leather jacket that my dad left here because it's, it's smaller than my jackets. Doug's really good at this. I'll just say right now for even more context, uh, it's freezing in Doug's swank apartment. <laughs> and I'm wearing a green hoodie and it's... Huge. It's so Thanks. big. Guess what, guys? 
You need if you have a huge body, you need huge, <laughs> you need huge clothes. Okay. One go, Why one aren't I wearing the, the leather jacket? Is what I mean. Yeah, well, the leather jacket's small on me. Okay. Yeah, you got to get into the leather jacket action because it just screams somebody's dad's leather jacket. <laughs> Especially the collar on this one. Like the collar goes all the way to the elbow, which is weird. It just like, <laughs> it continues down. It's oh, <laughs> so good. But when I mean. <laughs> That outfit really was, it was the perfect, like, outfit to see. This Saturday afternoon, in. MoMA. Yeah, yeah Saturday we'll afternoon. Watch Bjork. Watch Bjork. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, so, this- <laughs> so when you watch this commentary, grab your dad's leather jacket. Yeah. Or just any of your dad's clothes, really. Yeah, whatever, whatever you can find that your dad's got. Don't question whatever it is. Just yeah. go into a drawer and, and pull. Like, my dad's got, uh, and dad left some running shoes here. At my house, <laughs> New Balance. Put them on your head. I think, yeah, I think those. Yeah, they're 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 hat shoes. Um, yeah, they are. They are some New Balances. Some pretty. Uh, Knew some, it. Some pretty nice New Balances. Yeah. Knew it. Um, New but anyway, balance. so this video is like ten minutes long. So this is not like a an easy. This isn't like a two minute video to do a quick commentary on. Yeah, just chat about a couple of things. Um. So Andrew dug deep. Andrew dug super deep and did the whole video, and it's a really super insightful commentary. It's interesting because the final form of this video is so different from, well, not so different, but but very physically different than how it was shown at the moment. At the moment, you were in a relatively small, like, black room with a, a screen on du- each side. Dual, yeah, dual screens. Dual screens. And then in addition to Black Milk, like we mentioned, we've also got Stone Milker, which is our first... Um, 360 um, music video that also has a commentary and it makes for a really interesting experience to be able to still kind of interact with the video and have that kind of two-way experience with it um, while hearing the director kind of talk about the production of it. It's a pretty unique kind of experience and I was really stoked uh, to try that out and and that the kind of first 360 video that we were able to do that with is york stone milker so check that out if you like cool and can i say that i like didn't have to modify our commentary system at all to to for it to work with the 360 videos oh shit i was wondering i was wondering about that which is interesting which is really nice which is this is when you get into the um the benefits of having a huge pipeline of videos like youtube kind of rolling out these these you know bigger features for like for vr um because although i did see a a mashable article this week that said stop calling 360 video vr Uh, i agree with that it was like yo adam oh i'm sorry (laughs) take it (laughs) easy i wouldn't i wouldn't call you out like this and on your podcast like doug just did yeah well you you kind of like you jumped on board pretty quick afterwards yeah, right. She's like, I did fucking hear that dumbass. <laughs> so yeah, no, that is that is true because it's basically well, what would you what do you, would you call it? It's like three sixty. I don't even know what the, the right word is. I mean, I think I guess it needs its own word. I, I guess I guess the and and whatever. That was me being an asshole. I was just trying to point out that article, but um, uh, it was um, you know, the the idea is that like virtual reality folks don't want you to think that their technology is limited to what 360 video is. I think it's just that. It's 360 right. video. But it's so close, especially when you're wearing the fucking goggles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but so I think we- <laughs> VR needs some kind of in- engagement or something. Yeah. 
Um, well, that uh, somebody should tell the people who make the Verse app that. Have you guys heard of the? Have you guys downloaded well, this Verse app? Yeah, it's I think Verse Chris is, Milk, um, yeah. who's a Vimeo creator, um, has a big hand. Music, sorry, music video director uh, had a big hand in and does like direct a lot of those. Yeah, Verse is Chris Milk's company, and it's also the production company behind Stone Milker, and. It's um, and they also have their own app, which they release the content through. Yeah, have you guys checked out the the app or played around with it? Yes, it is. It's I watched maybe four or five of the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, which did you like any of them? I did. So I'm a huge YouTube fan. So I went to the YouTube um, song for someone a thing first, um, and it seemed it it. it the the perf- the U- it was an interesting video, but the performance by U two wasn't super great, um, so that was a little bit of a disappointment. But uh, the Muse Revolt uh, video was super cool, um, and also this is not is- mu- music related, but uh, they had a, like a VR experience, like a three sixty experience, not VR. Um, but uh, they, did you I see guess- the one with the train? No, I didn't see the train one. No, that's a Chris Milk one. Okay. That's uh so Verse has got some pretty like they've they snapped up some great people on the they Verse really roster. Did, yeah, they've got uh, David Wilson, Andy Andrew Thomas Wang's on there. Tim and Eric um, are on the Verse roster. Um, they got the guys behind um, Sleep No More. Like they just like got all over the map um, in terms of people that they were looking for. And but like in terms of the music video folks that they got, they kind of nailed it. Yeah, definitely. I really like the SNL one. Yeah, I was just gonna say those are those two ones were really interesting because they were basically they just stuck the camera in the middle of the audience, kind of. Mm-hmm. So you and they didn't like pipe in any of the audio, so you got to hear kind of what it sounds and 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 feels like when you're when they're yeah. I think producing. they also even used the binaural audio, like the 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 microphone that actually looks like a like two ears on either side. Hmm. And oh, interesting. Um, and they pump, they like grab the audio as if you were sitting there in the audience. Um, so that's pretty cool too. And yeah, and especially for a show like that, this is the 40th anniversary one where the audience is just stacked with celebrities and they all kind of stand up. So I was kind of like moving my phone around to see, you know, who he was talking to and where they're standing up. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. The um, have you guys seen any of the like? like I feel like there should be, if there hasn't already been some sort of kind of apparatus to, to, you know, like place the iPhone in front of your head for this. For yeah. This I've been using, I've been using the Google cardboard, which like came in every New York times this weekend. Yes. Which I still have a oh, subscription to. Oh shit. <laughs> nice. um, so yeah, that, but you can get those Google card, Google cardboard and, a, and a, you can also get them from other third party companies mm-hmm. to use them. It's very, they're not, they're not perfect, but they are fun. Like it's very fun to just like throw your phone in and, and yeah. start seeing this stuff. But, yeah. um, I think 360 is a fad and a gimmick, but I'm. Uh, it's it's fun to see what people come up with. Doug's a curmudgeon. Well, people are. <laughs> well, people think it's. Well, people still think it's cool. But in terms of what it can do for music videos, I mean, obviously Chris Melk is definitely on board. Um, Andrew Thomas Wang, uh, you know, as we mentioned, through Chris Melk's production company, uh, sure, Chris and I get hand in it. You know, has has dabbled in it, and you know. I think the the results have been relatively relatively successful. I don't think we have like the you know definitive 
360 video that then that makes people go like, oh yeah, here we go. This is what's this is what we're going to use it for. Yeah, yeah. No, and I but I get I get the I get the desire as a filmmaker to want to try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, the technology's out there. Why not toy around with it? Um, I just. Uh, think it's dumb uh <laughs> no i just don't i just think that it's gonna it's just such a gimmick like it's just i don't think it helps you really tell it i haven't seen anyone it convince me that it's gonna help you tell a story yet and and the idea that chris milk is involved is uh chris milk has done some weird weird shit in between the really kind of a groundbreaking and amazing stuff um he's done some weird weird shit where he's like tried to tell stories through like code and like done all of this uh just you know trying stuff out and i think it's good and i think that he kind of is paving can pave pave a path to new technologies but you know the idea that chris milk has jumped on board to a technology doesn't necessarily mean this is the future He's done some some weirdo shit. In it's the, the last future for porn and video games. <laughs> porn and video games, two things I couldn't care less about. My two favorite things, <laughs> along with jalapeno poppers. Right, of course. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, someone someone may nail it eventually. Oh, porn and I video mean, games. We woke out of Alexandria. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that always wakes me up. But I mean, like the, the 3D thing is a gimmick too. But when I saw Avatar, it blew my mind. Like, there's a chance that someone will really nail this 360 yeah, thing. Yeah, does Avatar and, like still blow your mind? Is anyone still like? Oh, I don't know. Shit, I don't Avatar, remember. I, me, I, I don't know now. But at the time, it was it was super cutting edge, and I was totally not stoked on 3D at all. And I and I'm not again now. But right. Avatar still struck me like they really used the 3D well, and maybe somebody's gonna do something really cool with this 360 Did that we haven't see seen back in 3d no i went to the regular I, version yeah not because i wanted to but that was the time that was yeah, available i, I, I haven't seen theater. it in 3d too but only because of that <laughs> but i didn't want to okay so anyway chris milk uh <laughs> but no uh, it, it is very despite that despite the, the fact that i think 360 video is a fad and a gimmick um uh, it's really interesting to watch this this commentary so if you don't agree with me uh check it out Send a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> to imdb.com. Yeah, right. One, two, three, New York Lane, New York City. So we'll put it in our cleaner. card catalog. Yeah. yeah. We have put it in our, a very Put it in our suggestion catalog. box, and whoever handles that will look at it. It's not any of us. It's your cat, Tobias. Yeah, okay. right. He looks at the suggestion box. Well, he, does it, he, does, he just thinks about it, and he just uses that to base his opinion of me. So <laughs> Tobias like, just walks in the room and just like looks at me and shakes his head no. Mm-hmm. I know that he's been getting some pretty rough feedback. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, if I have a complaint, I usually root it through Tobias. So, yeah. <laughs> But it's a bit of a confirmation bias, you know, on his part. Confirmation Tobias. Ooh, whoa. Uh, wow. Thank you. Um, and that's the show. <laughs> See you guys. Well, just, just one more quick thing about the, the, the 360 stuff, though. But, uh, you know, if any format is going to do – is going to actually make this successful – yeah, I think you know. I think back to I may have mentioned this before, but the the, the best uh, 3D I've ever seen is this uh, IMAX movie that came out in maybe 2008. It was a U2 3D IMAX kind of experience thing, um, right? But the reason that made it so compelling is it was shot mostly from the stage at a huge show. I think in in Brazil somewhere in Rio maybe, um, and the audio mix and everything was just incredible it it really felt like you were there 
And that's why I went to like this YouTube video first when I opened uh, up Verse because it looked it, it looked like what I think this this format does best, which is like put you in another space. You know, it's fun to kind of watch the you know look around as the weekend walks you know tune from an explosion for a music video. Um, but mm, I think it's not fun. <laughs> but but I mean, in a way, but I think it's it's putting you in a space where you know you you can't usually get to. So right. if if I think of directors have that in mind when they're when they're putting these videos together, then they're going to be successful. So it's always fun to hear about the stories of where the director hides though when they shoot these videos because mm-hmm. you can't be in frame. But you have to like still kind of be around. Yeah, I asked Doug actually. I haven't watched the com or listened to the commentaries um, on these videos, but Doug was checking it out today. And we sit next to each other at work, so I look over Doug's shoulder a lot. And he was um, watching this, and I was like, "Wait, where? Where do you think the crew was hiding when they were when they were shooting this Bjork video?" And he was like, "Oh, he actually talks about that." And they were like. Hurried back behind some rocks. Yeah, they're behind these rocks, probably right <laughs> but I here. I love, I love that. It's so, so funny cool. to think about them like crouching down and like <laughs> hiding, just waiting. You can't even peek out from around it because no. you'll be seen. And then they immediately just like have to ask the artist, like, "What do you think? How'd you, you do? Did you get it? <laughs> what did you do?" Or they're watching on a monitor. Yeah, but how? Like you still like I don't think you can oh, watch shit, on a monitor. Right. Fuck. Yeah, you're no, watching on 20 monitors. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like monitors all around you. But and still behind the rock, they dig a hole. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, right. Bury yourself. Andrew, um, what's the most work inappropriate thing you've seen on Doug's like computer screen? Jesus. Oh, well, a lot of stuff. A lot of bad stuff. He he has this uh, ability to see real quick. I'll, I'll take very little time on this. Um, <laughs> if you go to your if you go to your Vimeo homepage, mm-hmm. there is a tab at the top called Discover. And that is where you can discover lots of cool new videos. And if you're a moderator, um, your Discover tab looks a little different. Um, and uh, Doug is one of the people that gets to say, like, oh, show this video on Discover, or we'll just keep this one. Not I'm the only on, person who does really? this. Okay. It's my um, job. So part of my job is to determine, like, th- there's just like a, a filter. You know, in order to get a discover, you just you just need to get, you know, some certain, amount of likes, certain amount of exposure on the site. And once you reach that threshold, no matter what, uh, I'm shown these videos and I determine whether or not they they can be, you know, and a lot of them are public. risque. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot <laughs> to get, you know, engagement and, uh, and risky is uh, is is, is an <laughs> understatement. I've seen some of the most. The most disgusting <laughs> things I've ever seen on the internet uh, on this on in the this Vimeo dis- Discover tab. <laughs> Discover Secrets. Uh, like, uh, no, I won't even give it. Oh my God. This. I was like, no, don't. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, I won't. Doug, if you accidentally, accidentally pressed, like, feature this on the Vimeo homepage. Yeah, just snap pick. Yeah, accidentally snap pick. <laughs> That's how simple it is. The thing is, there's like a... Like, just make accident. I just know that like someone who else who's working at the company who has the ability to like see the videos I watch. Because sometimes you're like, uh, I don't know what it's called. Like the video is just called like Untitled or it's just called like, you know, like Mysterious or, you know, just called like... Uh, like bareback jalapeno poppers. Yeah, we're bareback jalapeno <laughs> poppers. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. And like the first couple of shots are just kind of like, like kind of like B-roll stuff. And I just like, and I just like scrub forward to the middle, and it's just like someone pulling their butthole apart, like <laughs> just like immediate, just like 
you know, open male butthole. And I'm butthole. like, Doug, send me that link now. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, do you want these screenshots I've been taking too? And so, um, yeah, that's. God. <laughs> and, and, no, I've seen some bad stuff, but I think, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun for the course. That, that everybody sees that stuff eventually at Vimeo. Yeah. It's interesting though, because Doug's like computer is so out there yeah. in the middle of the office. It's not like <laughs> it's not like in a corner or anything like that. Like there, there is a. If I'm remembering correctly, there is a large portion of the Vimeo office where if you walking a certain direction, then Doug's monitor is in your eye line. Very uh, true. Yes. Um, so, including like a lot of like like on the on the like the edge of the building on the window side like offices yeah and i feel like if you walk out of like you can kind of see doug's monitor at the corner sure. so that's that's very entertaining and the back of my head which is cool when i've gotten a haircut because it just looks really nice 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 um especially that new nike swoosh you got back there yeah i got a nike swoosh in the back of my head i told you that would i told you that would work yeah you're like stop doing the adidas lines Absolutely. do the nike swoosh <laughs> Chicks Get on board. love Nike. <laughs> well, we we should probably move to our music videos. For the yeah, most. on that note, on the chicks love Nike note. Chicks do love Nike. <laughs> um, should we start in the obvious place? With Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott. Jeez, why can't I talk to that? Yeah, let's talk about Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott, who is like the the uh, like the drag member when they used to have like a, a little person drag queen version of Amy Winehouse. What? You don't remember that? There was like a Spanish drag queen version of Amy Winehouse that was, you know, a, a, a little person. Uh, no. And she would smoke a cigarette what? and say, he goes, she would, I don't know what this is either. And she would like, she would dress up as Amy Winehouse and like dance and smoke a cigarette and say, yo soy pequeña Amy Winehouse. This was a dream you had. Yeah, this it doesn't is, matter how. No, it's here for Halloween. No, this is, this is a totally real video. Specific. I love that you're getting more specific. Like we're like, <laughs> like oh, we don't remember. get it, but then you're getting specific. It's like, oh, right, that midget <laughs> that dressed up like Amy Winehouse. That, yeah, no, uh, no. I know Kid Rock had a guy. Yeah, right. And then Wee Man. Yeah, but and that then, was that was canonical. He was paid to do it. This was this person's doing it for the love of the game. <laughs> Which game? Well, the early, the, the I don't know, the internet circa 2007 game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember what a game remember that internet? But this, but this internet is also very exciting because this is a super exciting video. This is a super exciting video directed by Missy Elliott and Dave Myers, the only directors who we're going to talk about on this podcast tonight who haven't been on this podcast. That's right. Um, and this is featuring Pharrell Williams, which we'll talk about his feature in a minute because it's a little bit different than most of the features we've seen from him, I believe. Um, but Dave Myers has, has directed several Missy Elliott videos. Um, uh, we run this um, – and gossip folks get your freak on get your freak Work on it. ever heard of it yeah uh, so did he's you, done did the he, did he direct uh can't stand the rain uh i don't I'm think look, so. i'm looking through his little pagey no i don't think he did uh no he did direct okay. through the rain by mariah carey uh oh. which is kind of the same thing yeah um, no pretty close so uh, yeah, but Dave Myers is is kind of a uh, you know if you're not familiar with him, he's kind of like a legendary uh, director who's been working like in the industry for a long, long time since the mid '90s, and is still working and still putting out quite a few music videos. Um, but way less than obviously he was back when he was doing Missy Elliott videos. Yeah, so he's got a, a, a good stable of classic videos. Missy Elliott. Um, 
I think came back on, at least into my sphere of you know, knowing what she was up to when she was in the Super Bowl halftime show with Katy Perry yep. last year. That right, was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, and it, and a Super Bowl halftime show, which I feel like will go down as one of the best of all time. Um, maybe uh, right there behind the Who. Yeah, yeah. The Who. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, but that was the Super Bowl halftime show with the Left Shark, if everybody remembers that. Um, so I guess she's now she's doing her thing. She has been popping up in different places, and this is one of those music video releases that are so hot right now, you guys. Where the single and the video come out at the same time, right? Um, that's a new thing. People def- are doing that now. A new thing, and has worked really, really well. This video did uh, very well. Thirteen million views um, in just a f- in five days, which is uh, enough to put it at the top of our charts for the week, right? Um, and Doug, I'd, and what do you think of this song? I think it's good. I think it's great, solid. Yeah. At, who's danced to it the most? <laughs> Doug, uh, you have. Yeah, Doug, just because Maybe. you're asking that question. Just asking the question, that's your tell. Right. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell us how much you've danced? I well, don't know, okay. Doug. How much have you danced? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've listened to this. Excuse me. I've listened to this song about eight times. Mm-hmm. So um, well, six times worth. <laughs> nice. So the video, like the concept of it, is not too super complex. It's basically Missy Elliott and others dancing in a subway station and some other kind of areas around what is probably New York. I don't know. You guys live in New York. You can probably back me up on that. Um, We're not. Oh, sorry. But uh, but I think the <laughs> I thing that – there's two elements that I think people really kind of – when they watch this video that they remember. And one of them is during Frell's verse, they're all um, street – like puppets. Uh, yeah. Like marionettes, Marionette. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, there's like a <laughs> thanks, Pharrell. Thanks, Mar- Adam. <laughs> Think Adam Alexander was fucking ready with that shit. Wait, was, Adam, what'd you say? Correcting you. I'm not. Well, yeah, you got to be specific because they're not. You know, they're not puppets. They're not Muppets and marionettes. Right. That's very I true. Them, I call them string puppets. Hmm. No, you, you're wrong. Yeah, you are wrong. That's wrong. Uh, I just the- said what I call them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's well, that. It's not wrong. I do do that. If you uh, look at the YouTube comments for this, it's a raging battle. String <laughs> puppets marionettes versus, versus marionettes versus puppets versus Muppets versus <laughs> finger puppets. Oh, it's definitely not Muppets. Don't fucking, don't even start no. with that. I'm not a, we're not, all right. <laughs> String puppets, maybe, but, I, you know. Is it, and is, it, is this the thing that, like, kind of, like, people do as a show, like, on street, on, like, the street? Do they have, like, marionettes? Yeah, there, in, um, I've seen a lot of vines with these. Yeah, but there's those dudes in, like, Union Square that have, like, the, like, there's that guy who has the, has these, like, the these versions of the pigeon guy, and there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there is a dude in Union Square who's got, like, puppets of marionettes, real people from around that park. Um, if you look at like uh, Nick Heller's Know Your City series, he highlights all these folks, all these like kind of like eccentric, partially homeless, potentially drug using street performers in New York, New York City. Um, and they, uh, I liked partially homeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, some might say I have a place to stay. Um, and, uh, but they're like very famous. Like anyone who's been around the union square area would like recognize these folks. And there's a guy, a puppeteer who, uh, marionette tier who know, who like makes these puppets of, uh, of the folks <laughs> from the park. 
And uh, it'll and, brew forever for y- for y'all. <laughs> so there is a, so there there is some some precedence here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some uh, some other things that are that are there is precedence for is the styling of this video is very much like a lot of the you know the jump the the jumpsuits. That's not what they're called. Track suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know the the outfits that are made out of bags. Uh, all of that stuff is like re- referencing a lot of the very early Missy Elliott videos. Yeah, I was just going to say so much of this was like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, man, I'm really glad that they are referencing a bunch of this older stuff that people who have you know grown up on Missy Elliott music videos like me um, just like pine for in a sense. <laughs> uh, um, but also like it doesn't feel like they're just going back and doing the same old thing. It's like fresh in a way too. Um, even the whole like in the middle, right before Pharrell's part, she's turning around and like her face and her, um, like she flips around and her um, her clothes change and her like makeup on her face yeah, yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is very reminiscent of like the – it's black. It's right. white. Mixed up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I it's just reminiscent yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, right. But it doesn't like poach it and like make it into like whatever. It's taking it and giving like a fresh idea to this like very iconic feeling right. thing. Same with like the plastic bag, you know, like stuff. Yeah, but it's in a new way, and then they throw it's in the so hoverboard. Good. I really, really like this video. I like the video even a little bit more than the song. I do like the song, but it's not a song that I'm like, this is a Missy Elliott song that I'm going to come back to again and mm-hmm. again. Although it is a video that I will watch again and again. And it make, it, the song makes you excited enough to be like, yo, if there's a Missy Elliott album on the way. Oh, like, man. I'm, I'm so I'm excited. so on board. Yes. Like, this is where it's at. But, like, the video really is, like... But, you know, Missy Elliott's videos have always kind of been so kind of iconic and oh yeah like every area that or excuse me every era that she's made videos in she's kind of she made me want to be like weird and she made me feel like it was cool to be kind of like strange and weird in videos yeah and that sounds kind of strange to say because people don't necessarily equate that with missy elliott i think but she made like being weird cool yeah and i really i really like that and i think she got a huge uh, white people cosign with Katy Perry. So now, like, right. it's white people cosign. So now, like, I think that's nobody's after that. <laughs> Nobody wants the white people. Co-sign. Well, hold on, it's not, I think a, that's, it's not a, it's not a thing people want. I think what that did, and what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I think what you mean is like the young white girl generation, the girls growing up loving Katy Perry, worshiping Katy Perry. And like being introduced to Missy Elliott it was a big deal Absolutely. For, for her work and for her for music. Because that may have been the first well, yeah, time that she, anybody, any of those like 12, 13 year old girls who just love and worship Katy Perry were like, Missy Elliott, who's that? She's kind of weird, like Katy Perry's weird. Yeah, and then you not, get to see saying, all of this stuff. But what I'm saying is that what Missy Elliott got out of that situation was the Super Bowl, like, spotlight cosign yeah without missy mm-hmm. i mean without Katy perry like putting missy elliott on to do that like that was a jolt i can't argue against that being a jolt but like in terms of the white people cosign i mean and a lot of white people were excited on twitter 
the night of Missy Elliott's performance. I remember that being being a thing. But uh, yeah, I just don't think uh, I don't think that's, that's it. Would, it it would have been a lot different for. if Missy Elliott had made her appearance when like the Black Eyed Peas were playing, or you know it. There is a, and I agree 100%, Andrea. Like, there are people like you who have grown up on Missy Elliott, and then there are a lot of people who have really no clue who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And this, you know, I, I think it's 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 often important to remember. Like, all of these things are very calculated. We're in like the middle of one of the most calculated album rollouts, probably in the last like half a decade and that is Adele 25 um and like every single piece of thing that trickles out is uh deliberate um yeah but and it it follows one that's that in um 1989 that was also just as right um, deliberate so I don't disagree with that uh, I just think I just think the phrasing "white people cosign" is is uh, all right. I'll, not, I'll, not what we're talking. I think about. I think just what he means though is that there's there's different sets of eyes on Katy Perry performing at the Super Bowl than yeah, Black Eyed Peas, for example. But it's not white people that are driving. No, but culture. it's different people, right? And and there were lots it's of young, tweets yeah, of kids young people thinking Missy Elliott was a brand new artist. So. Young young people cosign. Right. Doug didn't like me saying white people cosign. It just doesn't make sense. It's not the it's in, inaccurate. Okay. So, but it's, speaking of white people, flip it around <laughs> to not white person Pharrell. So Doug, you have have much more of like a knowledge of like Pharrell's like catalog before he became the Happy Pharrell, which was on the Despicable Me Two soundtrack, right? And before he was like that guy. Um, and, and so like a household name, like everybody's mom knows who Pharrell is. Um, and, but like the thing that struck me about his, uh, verse in this is that it was a lot more like actual rapping that I feel like I've ever heard Pharrell do. Like, did he do that in the, yeah. in the nerd days? Yeah. In the, in the nerd days and, and in the, in the days when he was part of like Neptunes and producing a lot. I mean, he's always done the singing, um, but like, and it was like predominantly in hooks. Like if you think back in, you know, some of those like Older, older Jay Z songs or or fabulous songs or whoever was popular during that area uh, era of the Neptunes, uh, you know Pharrell would often sing their hooks, mystical songs. Um, but yeah, in the NERD days, he was definitely um, like a like especially in the first album, more of like a traditional rapper. He started like getting into more of like live music because obviously Pharrell is a very very talented producer and is able to produce music in. Uh, kind of all different genres. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely in that first album, it was a lot more traditional kind of like rapping. So this is not unusual. And I think it's very fitting in, in the track. It's funny that to me, when I saw the puppets, it felt like just, Marionettes. Marionettes, Doug. it just Thank felt you. like a, uh, <laughs> a, a, uh, um, way for them to get Pharrell in this video who clearly was not available to be in it. <laughs> Like that's what I, didn't I even that, think of that. Yeah, that's, that's what I read that as. Because like otherwise, why wouldn't you have Pharrell for real? Um, but <laughs> like if if it seems like they got like kind of thrown a bit of a curveball, but like really knocked it out of the park with what they did in response. Because do you think these are the same um, puppeteers as the No Diggity No Doubt? Oh, shit. do you remember that? Because they had puppets too. For yeah, a, yeah they, they had did. a puppet. Guys. They had yeah, but that was Lil Penny. <laughs> that was well. They had a Lil Pe- they had Lil Penny 
if you remember, who was a, uh, you guys all remember Lil Penny. Lil Obviously. Lil he Penny. dressed up like, uh, he was a you little, know, like, what's her face? No, Lil Penny. smoked Pen- a cigarette no. and said, <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, soy. Yeah, no, Lil Penny was, <laughs> was a, Penny Hardaway was a, a player on the Orlando Magic when Shaq was on the Magic and he was a shooting guard slash point guard. Wait, you really didn't put tuned that together with the marionettes here? Talking and dancing. I didn't think about it, no, because it's a smaller element in that No Diggity video. Oh, yeah, but, but that's it happens. It's, it's so it's Lil Penny from Penny Hardaway. It was a Nike commercial uh, series. Lil Penny was voiced by Chris Rock, and it was just like Penny Hardaway was uh, and would interact with this tiny version yeah, of himself. Yeah, he's in the No Diggity music video. Yeah, he's in the No Diggity music video, and there's also a Lil Teddy Riley who is in Blackstreet. <laughs> who interacts with Lil Penny. And I didn't think about that, but that's, but those aren't puppets. Those are meant like, there's no visible strings in those characters. Oh, I don't remember that well enough. I remember them being little like. The faces are the same, but there's no strings in those. Those are like. Are you sure? There's no strings you can see, but. Are they animatronic? There's strings in their heart. I get it. Are they hands? What (laughs) we are talking about, um, but I wanted to know if you guys think the. Uh, how big you think these puppets actually are? You can see the person you like operating the marionettes, and and they're you can tell how big they are. You can actually see the legs of the operator. So you can ruin this for me. Doug wants them to be huge. By the way, I think that I thought they're not quite knee high. Yeah, no, I agree with Adam. You can see the people like operating them. It's not like like you you are transported to a magical puppet world. It's no, like, not a magical puppet world, but like if you look <laughs> at like um, behind the scenes of like Team America World Police, the puppets are larger than what you would think. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Man, I remember this No Diggity video. It's such right? a great it's video. So I good. listen to this song like every couple of days. I'm just pulling it up. Yeah, here's the. Oh, here's the there's one. right. There's a puppet. Aren't there? Sp- are you sure there aren't strings? No, no strings. Yeah. Oh, just God. like the little penny commercials. There were never strings in those. But yeah, but they're obviously marionettes. But yeah, there's a guitar player the, and then the um, piano player. That might not be actually Little Penny. That might They might just be based on Little Penny. I think Man, back penny. then it was, uh, th- I mean, there were a lot of things going on in 1996 that I think would, we would find alien now. Remember the, the Budweiser commercials where the p- penguin stalks people and says, Oh! Holy no, butt ice, butt ice. But, oh my god, butt ice, yeah. Don't Adam made the custom birthday card. Do they still make ha- do they still have butt ice? I don't is butt think ice so. a thing? No, oh, butt I ice it. is long, dude, long gone. It's like oh, we love those commercials, dude. Now they have oh blood, blood platinum. We're drinking that next time I'm on the podcast. Platinum. Right. Platinum. Well, we only drink Bud Light Plat- Bud Platinum if or I think it is I think it is Bud Light Platinum. It's Bud Light Platinum if there's a Nicki Minaj video. Right. <laughs> um so the, the amount of over the overall budget in the no diggity video is there we go look they're in the hundred the thousands. There's Dre <laughs> in his Emmett Smith jersey. All right, let's talk about something else. What else we got? Uh, <laughs> I vote. Uh, my motion is to go to this "Show Me Love" video. Okay, by Robin Schultz featuring Judge G U D G. Okay, I uh, like this video directed by Zach Stold. Stuff one uh, who was on, like we mentioned before, has been on this podcast. He has. I can't remember what uh, episode it was. He um, was with John Like. That's right. Yeah, where they're talking about, among other things, their roles um, on the Turn Down for What music video. Sure. Which was very big at the time. It uh, was back then. In those nobody, no, nobody gives a shit about that anymore. Absolutely not. <laughs> 
history has not been kind to that video. <laughs> kidding, of course. Um, so this video like surprised me because I know you know I'm very familiar with that Zach Stoltz work. So when this video started, it was like very bleak. It's this guy, young guy, like working out in a you know doing, getting on a treadmill in this like very bleak uh, gym. And then all of a sudden he just like falls off. It's so, so it's so like it's he, he does a perfect job of like building up that moment, and it happens yeah, re- pretty quick. Um, but just a, just a quick synopsis is that that the girl who comes in kind of like um, says, "Are oh, you all right?" When he falls off the treadmill, turns out you know they become boyfriend and girlfriend, and and everywhere they go, they have accidents happen to to them. Um, not like major things. It's not like you know like. Uh, uh, something's falling on their head and their, you know, their head. Not gets initially off. at first. Yeah, not initially, but like you know, like inconvenient kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, they, but he bumps his head on a tree branch. Their right. wine glass breaks. My favorite is when the car backs up to them in the parking lot. Like you see, they're in a parking lot. And you see one car kind of in frame, and you're like, oh, that car's gonna hit them. And then a I car, like her falling down the yeah, the that's stairs. good. Too. The stairs is good too. Yeah, the car from out of frame is just so unexpected to me. I I watched that one a lot and kept laughing out loud. The one that uh, really got work. me is when they're they they're having sex and somebody hits their head or something like that. But they but then they show them in the kitchen later, like with a bag of frozen peas over their head. And <laughs> she passes the peas to him, and the peas like fall over <laughs> he all over. Spills them everywhere. Yeah. Oh, this video is like the perfect Zach Stoltz video because it's got like it's it's so like like stupid funny but also like it's just like packed full of so much like actual heart mm. um that it makes those jokes like a little bit funnier and then it also like really kind of nails it in the vfx department too yeah it's a fantastic visual effects um and you're right on the heart point because <laughs> like there there's a point you know, you're thinking okay where you know it's a, it's a funny concept but zach stoltz will always take it to the next level like that's further than just you know a a concept and some of my favorite videos are videos where he does this and here he like you know they're they're kind of dancing it looks like they're it's like new year's eve or something like that they're dancing in an apartment and some like drywall falls on the girl's head and he goes and he gets (laughs) he he goes and he gets helmets and he puts the helmets on and this causes a huge fight because like he's like yeah let's just live with helmets on He's like being thoughtful, right? Or he, and, and, or he's, he's like kind of giving of good in, intentions right? And yeah, he's giving in and saying like we, like we can't live like this. Like we need, like we need to change who we are. We need like, like walk around with helmets all the time because this shit keeps happening to us. Um, it is like something like the, clearly the helmets are a mo- like a, a problem, like a, a moment of contention, mm-hmm. and it's like him because he continues to live with the helmet. He goes out and is still wearing the helmet. Right. It's something's up there. That's a. I hadn't thought about it like exactly that way. Uh, but I that, thought it was like he was like, "Look, I got us these this present. Like <laughs> now we can like be together and not get hurt." And she was like, "Are you kidding? I'm not wearing that." And like, what are you saying that we need to be like careful? That there's a problem and blah blah blah. Like yeah, like I also was more viewing it that way. But I think both of those things are kind of like along the same line. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think there's definitely like a, like a, a, a subtext to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, so the, the other, so it, the, it ends in this sort of climax, I, which I didn't fully like understand where they're at like a cafe, cafe outside with other people. And then they, they see each other there, but then this like windstorm comes along. I don't get how the, the, the time fits into it, but right. like 
what, obviously like the windstorm is just like everything bad is happening. Like before, like they were bumping into each other and shit, like no big deal. And now like as it builds, cause it kind of gets worse and worse, right? Like first they kind of just like bump into each other da da da, and like eventually like the walls are falling on them. The books are falling on them as their relationship intensifies. Mm-hmm. And so they have to like stop being together in order to resolve that. And then they see each other. They can't be together anymore or they, at least they thought, and then they're like, fuck it, we're going to be together. And, like, nature tries its hardest at that point uh, to keep them from being together, and they don't really, like, they don't give in to nature. Everyone around them dies, but then, like, they're fine. <laughs> the fork going into the thigh yeah. was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't get how the clock... Yeah, it was kind of I don't get track. the clock part. I So, did you guys watch the behind the scenes for this one? No. There's a behind the scenes, which is so the Robin Schultz is is there's there's a guy in the cafe at the end who yeah he's the guy with the glass the sunglasses on. sunglasses and the watch and right. it's funny because the the behind the scenes focuses solely on him like <laughs> getting ready in the morning and then going to the set <laughs> and then but part of it is choosing the watch it's it's a product placement so I th- I feel like that's I feel like maybe. Zach Stoltz was like, "Yeah, we got to do something with this watch, so let's make it kind of like spin around." Because you have, but to there's have also like a okay, yeah, okay. okay. The only thing that I could figure was like, "Oh my god, time and space have no meaning anymore." Something because also like he's laying in, he's like. <laughs> That's all yeah. I could really think. Yeah, I was fuck like, it. Oh, fuck maybe whatever not. I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, you're right. Uh, whatever. I, uh, despite the watch part that I don't really get, uh, it all everything else works. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a great video, Doug. I got to thank you because I did the first time I came across this one. I only made it in like 30 seconds and lost interest. So you put it on the watch list, and I watched the second. whole thing, hold and I loved second. it. So now, once on again, second, Adam Alexander. One, yeah, go. I know you, this is something I accuse you of. You recorded an hour-long podcast with Zach Stoltz. You can't. I didn't notice the director, though. I I didn't notice the director. I just saw the video come up, watched the first few seconds, wasn't interested immediately. And thank you, Doug. This is an excellent video. I'm giving you props. So yeah. And while while Adam Alexander gives you props, I'm going to call you out that. There's a video that um, me and my producer on my video production team, um, we like to watch, and it's people uh, falling, specifically funny women falling. And Doug hates this video. And yet, this music video, Show Me Love, he loves it. And it's people like (laughs) falling down or like getting hurt, all in good humor and stuff. There's this video. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Funny women falling. It makes me cry every single time. And Doug absolutely hates it. But if you like this video, you're going to love that. Doug, why do you hate so much? <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Oh, we've had fights about this. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Oh my Is this God. something you, like, you guys watch like a lot? You guys yeah, watch? yeah, they fucking watch it all the fucking time. All right, <laughs> listen, so take good. it easy. It's so good. I watch this fucking stupid video. All oh, the time. it's so good. I'd much rather you watch "Show Me Love" by Robin Schultz mm-hmm. as often as you watch "Funny Women Falling." Oh, funny, funny women, women falling. falling is literally like taken from America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, it is. It's America's Funniest Home Videos, and it's got like like terrible music behind it. Do you remember like um, 
Who remember, gives a shit? It's hilarious. Like late at night, um, do you remember like <laughs> late at night there would be infomercials, like maybe in the like eight late nineties, early two thousands, there'd be like infomercials for prank videos, and it would just be terrible pranks with a hundred percent dubbed in sound. Like funny women volume not have dubbed only, in sound. Not only the sound of the <laughs> laughter is dubbed in, but like they dubbed in the like sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, I love that stuff. Pranks. Always ordered it's it. It's like, oh, let's just like smear grease on the stairs and then film everybody who, wa- <laughs> who, who rolls by. Nothing specific. And Take it's just, my money. It's just 45 minutes of people getting on the stairs and then kind of like looking at their hand and like wiping it a little bit. Love it. 45 minutes of that footage. That's funny women falling. Um, Is funny women falling like a like a one minute and 25 second clip? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's great. Just Bookmark making it. sure I have the right one. Bookmark it. Check it out. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, anyway, yeah. This, yeah. This does not relate to the <laughs> Zach. Listen to Black. This does not relate to Zach Stoltz at all. No, I'm sorry. But did when I watched this, <laughs> listen to the laughter, Doug. It's so good. I when I watched I this it. Zach Stoltz so music mad. video, I was like, I wonder if Zach Stoltz has seen Funny Women Falling because I think that he would dig it. I'm so, and the I fact that Doug so loved this video so it. much, I wanted to be like, Doug, yeah, yeah. you don't get to like this video because this is essentially Funny Women Falling. I can't believe Funny Women Falling is being talked about on my podcast. Right Absolutely. Now. Oh, it's it's going to be in the show notes as well for anybody who can't Google Funny Women Falling. Yeah. Um, so good. Christ. So we should do one more video. Um, it's I, funny I th- women falling, guys. <laughs> yeah, and the next video is funny women, fa- women falling by funny women falling. Um, All right, I think if I think okay. we should do the Ian Pond's Jewel video. Yeah, I was gonna jump in. Okay, that's the one we we're going do. instead. Of, yeah, we're gonna go. What are you gonna? What was your What was your suggestion gonna be? I was gonna do the Panic at the Disco one, but we can go serious. We can go I think serious. we should go serious. Okay. We've had fun. We've had fun. Funny Good. women. Too much fun. Everybody get it on the serious side now. We're talking we're talking boobies and, and uh, abandoned warehouses. And VFX. Mm-hmm. Take it take it from here, you guys. Adam Alexander, tell us exactly what's <laughs> happening in this video. <laughs> okay, I'll, gi- what I'll give it a shot. Means. So I'll give it oh what it means. That's yes. tricky. But Adam kind of touched on what the video uh is sort of about. Kind of. So what we have is like uh Adam mentioned is we have some people in some abandoned looking warehouses or different different kind of like desolate kind of like worn out worn down environments and it uh, seems like it's all one place though it could all be one structure yeah for sure so what we have is uh, we kind of follow along this nude woman um, who is sort of seems to be exacting some kind of uh, vengeance or some kind of a spell or something on these uh individuals we don't really know why but uh so she just kind of afraid of her though yeah so she just kind of wanders around and and gazes at them and then they they proceed to uh their heads recline and um these cool kind of viney uh branch like things kind of come out of their mouth and uh and that's basically the gist of the video is just her kind of wandering around and uh, doing this crazy kind of voodoo spell on people or whatever she's doing. So I, the significance of it, I'm not really sure. I felt like there was maybe some Mother Nature themes in it or 
Um, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of like a goddess type of a, a character, possibly. Um, yeah, she is a specimen cool. of a human being. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but there is like a like a like a comparison being drawn between because after you see this the build like the first shot of the video is outside of this of this kind of like abandoned building and then the last shot is of this building as well and similar kind of viney branch things are growing out of the building and it's and it's an image that's not kind of uncommon to see of like an abandoned building having kind of like vines and branches kind of growing out of its windows and doors and stuff. And so I'm seeing something like a comparison being drawn there between what's going on with these people and and what you see with an abandoned building. I think one other important sequence is when she revives a woman who appears to be deceased. She's lying in a coffin and she kind of brings her back to life. So uh, And she's got something going on with her eyes, some veiny. Right. There's some veiny action before she uh, before she comes back to life. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure of all the significance. But with most Ian Pond's Jewel videos, there's usually like 10 different layers to dissect. And, yeah, like we'll find and, out from Ian that this is like based on some like ancient uh, ritual that actually exists. And there's like 75 people in the world who like actually do this once a year. Grow, I'm, grow I'm swallowing branches later on tonight. I actually right. already played yeah. it. That's tight. Get some I mean, there's spice. definitely get some jalapenos. Gotta and be <laughs> some sort of like, yeah. I mean, there are a few things we see death, you know, like that's very much possibly religion. There's some religious overtones not even undertones but overtones um there's like yeah the the idea of the space being deserted um and then this woman who is like naked and everything kind of going back even herself at the end sort of like to nature is a is stuff that yeah this is a one that i really want to know what all the like sim like the symbol of the tree and what yeah, that we, means. we need a commentary. I sure. love I would love a commentary on this one. Um, but even without that stuff, it's still just kind of like a f- like just like it, the images are just really interesting to watch. So and, good and look at even like I I watched this the first time not having any idea what's going on, um, and still kind of you know kind of was just like on for the ride. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, it definitely is a beautiful, beautiful music video. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to know where the casting came from as well, because there's some interesting, not a lot of people in this video, but some interesting characters, mm. some cool cats. Have we got any comments have, on the video uh, asking asking about who the cast are? What's that? Oh, no, no. For those not aware, I, I <laughs> we get many comments a day of people asking who... Uh, uh, 100% of the inquiries are about who the hot chicks are in those <laughs> videos. They're like, who's the girl? They'll ask, like, who's the girl, blonde girl? At who's two? the girl at 136? Yeah. And then I'll look and she, there's that girl at 136 is in there. Just later. there. Yeah. Just, just that. Just, just that 136. Point. That's right. the only one. Yeah. Who is she? Who is she? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find out. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna, let me call the production company. I'm, if I'm in a meeting at work, you know, I leave the meeting. I'm like, you guys, some dude wants to know who this chick is. And I <laughs> just leave and I don't come back till I found out. Yep. 
Um, well, that's, you know, that's... It's commitment. It's your job. It's commitment to right? the project. So, Andrea, so my favorite in the Funny Woman Falling... Yes! My favorite, I think, is the one, the woman who falls down the bouncy slide and then knocks that's out me. the kid. Oh, my God. Okay, so also, yeah, the woman who takes out the kid, underwear showing. So I have, yes. like, a little bit of, I have an affinity for all of these women and a love for them. I feel like I see myself in a lot of these women. But the one that goes down the bouncy slide, very much, that's like, I, I'm like, I identify with her. That's mm. something that I would do that would happen to me. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. Right. Um, Ellen, who introduced this video to me, who, again, my the producer for the in-house production team, Vimeo, um, She's she identifies with the woman who leans back. She's hold. She looks like she might be in Italy, or I, I'm imagining Italy or something, some European country on vacation. She leans over this like small car and then fall like slides down the car and falls down. That's but also she's trying to be one, really yeah. cool and funny and like having a great time. And uh, anyway, yeah, I, I identify with all of these women, but the bouncy slide woman, that's me. Right, she's the one who takes the heart. She takes the hardest fall. I feel like. Yeah, and takes the kid out on the yeah. way. And it was that kid didn't. <laughs> and the like, underwear, so good. Yeah. The title of this podcast is "Funny Women Falling." Andrea is never invited. <laughs> I'm uninvited. Um, I think it's gonna be jalapeno poppers or whatever, right? Motherfucking better bareback jalapeno poppers. Bareback jalapeno poppers. It's gonna be funny women falling. Yes. I have to tweet that fucking sentence tomorrow. Oh, this is my dream. I'm so glad. <laughs> Um, and by the way, if you go to Funny Women Falling on YouTube, the next video they play you is a 10-minute compilation called The Ultimate Girls Fail Compilation of 2012. I haven't watched so that if one. So like, if you want to go down like a kind of misogynistic hole on YouTube. Of Funny Women specifically Falling women, no. no, but if you go down a hole of all like video after video of just females falling, then you're kind of touching that. Yeah, yeah, this is a whole subculture, and I think that it, it's a, it's a. It's um, a you're contributing to a misogynistic. Subculture. Okay, well I'm not. Um, I'm not endorsing watch, every girls' time, fails or whatever. Let me just, I'm endorsing let me just say, every girls. time. Every time you watch <laughs> funny women falling, you are contributing to a misogynistic <laughs> subculture. Funny, I can tell. Funny women falling is is empowering in a way. I no, feel empowered not, by it. Doug, it you're not. not a funny woman, and you're not ever falling. I've never seen you fall. <laughs> and you're not a funny woman. I keep my fucking And mouths. by someone, by being a funny woman myself, I'm going to own it. I fall all the time and I identify <laughs> and love these women. It's true. I've seen you fall yeah, on you multiple have. occasions. It's true. I'm owning it. I'm going to lean in and I'm going to fall over and I'm going <laughs> to endorse this video. But endorse? not whatever comes after it. Uh, amazing. Um <laughs> You guys, we did it. We've introduced Funny Woman Falling to the IMVDB podcast Thank you. audience. Took 175 episodes. Um, <laughs> now, if you it's want all, all come to this. Andrew you finally all, cracked the show. If you That's want. Good. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I was just saying that the podcast is done. We've, we've accomplished what we've set out to do. <laughs> We're tired of the podcast. <laughs> we won't see you next week. It's over. It's over.